0: Hello, and welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but Show up ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you do not have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: And I'm Carrie Poppy. And guess what? You'll never believe it. We're going to talk about Scientology a little more.
1: We left on a cliffhanger. People wanted to know more.
0: So if anyone hasn't heard the first Scientology episode, this might be a little overwhelming and confusing. I would recommend going back to the last episode before you listen to this one. We'll wait. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're back.
1: Previously on Ono oh Ross and Carrie, we went to take a personality test at the Church of Scientology in Los Angeles. Ross got roped into taking another class, uh huh, and Carrie wanted to think about it.
0: I wanted to sleep on it,
1: so I started telling you all a bit about my class, personal efficiency, because that's what was recommended to me, and then also advanced personal efficiency (laughs) cool yeah
0: yeah i guess if you don't have the former you won't have the latter Uh uh-huh before we do i wanted to touch on a couple things we didn't get to touch on in the last episode yes so again for anyone who's kind of joining us for the first time or maybe the second time because they heard the first scientology episode you might be wondering Wow, they're just using all these people's names. Well, no, we're not. Unless they're public figures, we tend to give them pseudonyms. Mm-hmm. And they'll be cute little pseudonyms, one that means something to us and right. you based know. on
1: private in jokes.
0: If there's like a really clear public figure, like we'll call David Miscavige by his name,
1: but we do it to protect the innocent and the well-meaning.
0: Yes, exactly. So any name you hear in here other than Ross, Kerry, David Miscavige, Elron <laughs> Hubbard are probably made up.
1: But we ourselves, we use our real names almost yes. all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't, we tell you.
0: And in this investigation, we used it 100% of the yeah, time.
1: Real names, real phone numbers, real addresses that yep. we gave to the Church of Scientology. And uh, we do that because we're ourselves and mm-hmm. we're interested in, in the subject. But we do run the the risk of someone looking us up. If someone yes. were to Google us, they could uh, find out that we make a podcast. Uh, we don't offer that information, though, and we don't because we want to get the same experience that everybody else would.
0: We want to see what it's like to show up as a regular person and try these things for the first time. And if you went in and said, I'm a reporter which I've done, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you get a totally different treatment. A good treatment, but a totally different one, right? They're going to walk you around. They're going to give you the media tour. They're going to answer all your questions as best they can because they know that you're going to be sharing that with other people. We want to have that really sincere experience of the new joiner.
1: And that's what the show is all about. You know, it's not... All the ins and outs of a particular group or belief or alternative medicine, but it's just what happens if you kind of stumble upon it right. and start asking questions, as we do.
0: Which also means if you want to hear the whole history of Scientology, you should be reading maybe Lawrence Wright's book or Janet Reitman's book or John A. textbook. book, but you won't get the full history here or in any of our episodes, you won't really get like a total thorough overview of this entire subject matter. You'll hear these personal experiences and hey, if that's not what you want, then that's okay, buddy. <laughs> you can go read a book. That's cool.
1: And uh, we've already alluded that this will be a multi-part episode. Yes. There is much material to cover. Yes. I think in total, I spent over 55 hours at various Scientology establishments.
0: I added this up like a very rough figure. I think between the two of us, we spent 90
1: hours. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Ross... Tell me how you went from inefficient to efficient to advanced efficient.
1: (laughs) Okay. Shooting back to when I came the next day after our personality tests bright and early on Sunday morning uh, 9 a.m. Ben met with me I've described him before and he took me first to one room that was clearly not meant for this and he kept apologizing this was kind of (laughs) ghetto
0: did he use that word he did
1: for lack of a better term you know it was just like a tv and a little it was a conference room essentially Mm -hmm. but he put on this dvd for me
0: and again you're the only person there for the quote-unquote class right so
1: yeah I was expecting oh okay other people are going to sign up for this class no tell us when you can be there and we will assign you a Sea Org member to come and meet with you.
0: All right. To
1: walk you through this by himself.
0: And Sea Org being the C Organization, which is like kind of the top ranking, I guess.
1: It's If you sign up for the Sea Org, A, you sign that billion year contract. Right. And B, you are now like clergy. You're like a right. member of the religious organization. Yes. Yeah,
0: I was just trying to think of the right way. Like, I don't want to say, it, because they're not necessarily staff.
1: Uh, They are. They are
0: staff. Okay, they're automatically staff.
1: Now, they may have side jobs. And I heard about that many times from different Scientologists. Some work there full-time all the time, but some will work regular day jobs and then come after hours. Uh, So
0: you had your own Sea Org member, Ben? My own
1: Sea Org member, Ben. Great guy, really got along. The first video he played for me was very much just like setting up this problem, the problem of work, carry, Oh. The problem of being a cog in a machine. Oh, boy. And really, it was all about the unfairness of the nephew of the boss who gets to lord it over everybody and he gets advanced. And, oh, this person just plays a good golf game. It's frustrating because I'm working hard. I'm not getting any good positions.
0: Okay. I mean, that is one one of many, Uh, many problems that can come up during the course of work.
1: Sure. The promise of Scientology, uh, which is the first modern study of life itself.
0: Oh, okay.
1: We'll see what Scientology can do to enhance the workaday world for you and those you know.
0: Okay. So there was
1: like a 10-minute video essentially just to set this up. Right. No solutions yet.
0: Well, but. we've already got a pretty big claim. What did you say? The
1: Yeah, the first modern study of life itself.
0: The first okay.
1: <laughs> in other contexts, uh, they referred okay. to Scientology as the only major religion of the twentieth century.
0: Okay. That's probably fair. Oh, created in the yes, 20th century. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that seems fair. To say the first modern anything is kind of a wiggle thing to say, right?
1: Well, there's a lot of wiggling going yeah, on then. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great because as you're watching these videos, the Sea Org member who's with you will stand behind. Behind you, and like you can see their reflection mm. in the video. Yeah, so I'm in this conference room, and Ben kind of steps back away, so he's not in my peripheral vision, but I could still see him reflected in the TV.
0: And is he watching the whole time? Yeah. God, he's got to be so sick of these videos. Oh, oh
1: man, can, can you imagine, you imagine how many times they watch these same videos? I mean, there were some
0: videos you and I had to watch two or three times, and we were like, <laughs> "No more."
1: When later on we got a different conference room. In fact, in the course of this course we had at least three classrooms. Okay. So we kept moving around. But when they have an actual classroom classroom, they have the lectern there and they have like this automated video system. It's like a touchpad thing and they can pull up videos that way. So it's a very slick thing. But yeah, it's it's like this playlist of... I don't know how many videos. Uh-huh. I can't even guess. Sure. I even asked them and they just kind of laughed. Oh, and sure. They, they must it's be like watching over and over. It's like asking someone
0: like, how many sentences are in the Bible? They're like, eh, a lot.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they came up later when I was asking them how many courses there were, these mm-hmm. beginning courses. And I was talking to three C Org members at the time and they just, they burst out laughing.
0: Of just introductory
2: courses? Yeah. And it wow. was like
1: nervous laughter. <laughs> and um, one guy who had just recommended the course I was about to take, the advanced personal efficiency course, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that's a great course. And so I was like, oh how many have you taken? And he's like, oh man, tons. Not that one though. The one one he just told me would be great. He said he'd watch the video though.
0: You know what that reminds me of is how at Trader Joe's, do you know this rule? All the baggers are supposed to mention one thing in your shopping cart and like remark on it.
1: Oh, no. So if
0: they haven't had haven't anything, heard that. usually it's like, oh, I've had this, this is so good. But if they don't know anything, they'll ask me, like, oh, I've been really excited to try that. Is it good? And then every time I'm like, you're not really interested
1: in it. <laughs> I know what you're up, up to. Aren't. Have a Disney day. You're being, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, another fun pattern that I notice is that after every response that I give, I get either a good or that's right, or exactly, oh, uh-huh. that's exactly right. Uh, there's this patois of just positive phrases uh-huh. that come out of a Scientologist's mouth when you're having a conversation with them, which follows every video and then proceeds the next. So the first, the first concept that I really learned about is the stable datum. Have you heard this before?
0: No. Okay. I mean, I know what a datum is, All right, well, and I know what stability is.
1: Even if you did, they define it for you.
0: Oh, great. And
1: this is an important thing in Scientology, is defining words.
0: Oh, yes. Big, big deal. If you go past a word that you don't understand, you're just giving yourself lots of trouble. Anytime that you don't understand a concept, it's because there was a word you didn't understand. So go back and find the word you didn't find understand word, and start there. Look it up. Look it up in the glossary. Look it up in a dictionary.
1: And they have a glossary behind... Almost every Almost printed every material. Book. You go to a performance in the back of the playbill, there's a glossary for mm-hmm. you of terms you might not have known. Yeah. Or, yeah, in the back of every book. So, yeah, we spent a lot of time. Uh, before each video, he would introduce, okay, these are new words you might hear. And oftentimes they're really come Like stable, that means solid. Not going anywhere.
0: Knew that. Okay. Datum. And then datum is usually like uh, something that can be represented by a number.
1: That's right. Ah. Exactly. It's also a point of fact. Mm-hmm. Let's define doctrine as something that is taught, uh-huh. laid down regarding some subject. Yep. A doctrine of confusion would be something true about confusion. Yes?
0: Yes, but that's a confusing example. <laughs>
1: Imagine this for, for five hours.
0: So insane. Okay. So, okay,
1: now we know what a stable datum is. And so they show the video. The video introduced a bunch of uh, points of confusion, confusing situations. Uh, so they had one guy standing in traffic, and he, his eyes were glazed over because he just sees all these cars swirling about him.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Scary. And then there's a woman at a switchboard. Uh-huh. And I love because Elron Ron Hubbard had used the example of a woman controlling a switchboard. Okay. And so they modernized this with a receptionist and... And there's like eight phone lines and they're all ringing at once. Uh And so the important lesson here was that the situation is only confusing so long as all the particles are in motion. Okay. And so a stable datum is what you do to adopt like one point of fact or one thing to focus on and then interpret everything else in that light.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: if you're standing in the traffic, that's different. That comes later. (laughs) Okay. In the traffic example, you focus on one of the cars Uh and then you can evaluate all the other cars in light of it. This
0: seems like just like making a very simple concept really unnecessarily complicated. It sounds like you're telling me like, don't try to multitask. (laughs) And I'm like, got it. Okay. Oh,
1: you cut to the chase. Oh,
0: well, sorry.
1: Boy, well, we could have sat there for (laughs) half an hour dissecting it because I did. The receptionist, she just needs to pick one uh, yeah. phone line and answer that one first. Sure, and got it. That reduces the confusion.
0: <laughs> <Check> mark. <laughs> What's next?
1: <laughs> I wish it was that easy. So so yeah, I watched the 10-minute video on that, and then uh, we, we dissected it, gave examples, etc. Really, it's take things one piece at a time, break big problems down into little ones. Important Which is concept.
0: generally good advice.
1: Sure. All right, for the next video, then, we need to know two words, knowingness means having a certainty. And anatomy, do you know what anatomy means?
0: Uh, Yeah, it means the study of the physical structure of a living thing.
1: That's right. The structure <laughs> or arrangement of the parts of something. So the next video starts out, this one is all about control in life. And so that's where we learned about the start, change, stop. huh. Again, very insightful. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, so far we've learned, do one thing at a time and do the thing and don't keep doing the thing. There you go. Got it? Yeah. Check, check. (laughs)
1: There's at least 20 minutes of examples of, can you think of someone in your life who likes to stop things all the time, but doesn't want to start? In the video, there's an example of this guy running in and he's yelling at people like, no, put that down. What are you Uh, doing? uh Stop that. Again, very caricatured, but all right, sure. But I did learn from this video that there's no such thing as bad control. Okay. There's only lack of control. And so they- I
0: mean, like, what about like manipulative people? Ah,
1: well, well, okay. okay. So like when you ask your wife to go bring you a hot drink, uh-huh. as my wife has just brought us hot drinks. Yes, she did. You are controlling her. I said, well- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on.
1: She offered me the drink. I mean, I don't think she would like that language and I said uh-huh. that to him. He's like, but you know, really you are controlling her. Controlling gets a bad rap. I was like, well-, well. <laughs> You see uh, where I went with this. Yeah.
0: It's um, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. But he's saying things like, you have a wife that you need to control. I was like, I don't, Jesus. I'm not comfortable saying that. But yeah, you're saying, oh, well, you know, control is a good thing. Then we learn about creation, survival, and destruction. Right? We talked about that last time. That's the cycle of action. Start, change, stop is the cycle of action. Creation, survival, destruction is the cycle of action of life. And I asked you all to stick a pin in that. Keep the pin in there. Welcome back. I felt so smart. I said at that point, oh, that's kind of like Brahma's the creator, Vishnu's the preserver, and Shiva's the destroyer. And Ben was so excited. He's like, yeah, LRH was studying the Vedas.
0: No, when you say LRH, you're referring to Ron Hubbard. Oh, yes. The founder. And by study. The discoverer
1: and founder (laughs) of Scientology. Scientology.
0: When you say that he studied the Vedas, it makes me wonder what that means. Because some of the stuff they say he studied seems to be like a little wiggly it'll be like he picked up a book on that
1: yeah an interesting understanding of both studying and researching Mm -hmm. when it comes to and being an expert oh yeah we will come across these concepts many times yes yes as we work our way through these ideas with the start change stop thing he even got into like an every sub action you do like when you're on a keyboard and you're pressing that key you start pressing that key and then you
0: Jesus (laughs) okay yeah Uh I was
1: like oh well at at some point you can't think of all that because you've got to actually do stuff right he's like well yeah only one problem Problems arise can you use that to, mm. to find where something's going wrong and that's, that's actually sensible
0: is it? I mean like if there were a problem would you be like where am I either not changing or stopping on this
1: <laughs> okay you're right you talked me out of it <laughs> <laughs> but the glossary thing, I wanted to say, that is sensible. Making sure you understand yeah. words and looking them up, that's
0: I wouldn't totally say fair. that all confusion is reduced to that, but that is a good rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Certainly it gets fetishized here.
0: Although also another way to do it is to just read the whole sentence, gain context, and be like, I think I understand what that word means. Right. But, but sure. yeah.
1: Then we learned about affinity reality communication. We've talked about that mm-hmm. at the length The ARC already. triangle, mm-hmm. which we
0: later will find out is the RCA triangle, but they don't let you call it that
1: we were talking about reality, he was saying, you know, well, people agree on things and that's what makes them real. And at one point he said, taxes, you have to pay your taxes, right? Right. He said, yeah. He said, do you? (laughs) Yes. He said, you don't. Taxes is just an idea. Okay. It's, It's an agreement held by society. And I assure you, if everybody woke up tomorrow and said no more taxes, you wouldn't get in trouble for not paying your taxes.
0: Yes, if everybody did, yes.
1: It's a simple agreement. That agreement is so strong that it's a reality. Great example okay. for a Scientologist, you know, to say about right. not paying taxes.
0: Because the Church of Scientology doesn't pay taxes, you mean?
1: From how the story goes, they put in quite an effort to right. achieve their tax-exempt status. Yes, yes. Another thing, during that discussion, he mentioned having an upset with somebody. And I kind of stopped him right there, like, oh, when you and your wife have an upset, you know, uh-huh. dot, dot, dot. And I said, like, whoa, 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 I just want you to know, sounds like jargon the way you used it. He said, I'm pretty sure people use that, you know, person uh-huh. can have an upset, I said, no one would say that out of Scientology. I'm telling you <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and and he laughed about it. He said, Okay, I'll take that. You know, uh-huh. I've been in it for twenty-eight years. I think oh, it was wow. Yeah, he'd been in Scientology since nineteen eighty seven. He kept revealing to me little pieces about his background. He was raised Roman Catholic, mm. but he had, like, gotten heavily onto drugs, which seems to be oh, a okay. common theme with mm-hmm. Scientologists that we've talked to, come out of a past with drugs. So Scientology saved him.
0: I really wonder with that drug story, like, how hard of drugs we're talking. Because there was another person we talked to that told me he had been on so many drugs and he had gotten oh, clean of them.
1: Yeah, and, and you I, asked him to name one.
0: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, yeah I was like, what kind <laughs> of drugs? And he's like, oh, just, like, all of them. And I was like, uh-huh. Because I'm thinking like, you know. Just give
1: us a drug. <laughs> yeah. You threw out what, heroin? I said
0: like, you know, getting off heroin would be much more impressive than, you know, like getting off your psychiatric pills or something. Yeah. Or- and, uh, and he was like, oh, yep, did that. Like, that's not how you'd talk about that if you used to be a heroin user. You he wouldn't be like, yep, that was one of the things I did. Yep, the old age. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd have like a deep serious story about like how you almost died, which is like every heroin user's story. Oh,
1: that conversation was a hoot.
0: Who was that with?
1: That was the guy at the Way to Happiness Foundation. Oh,
0: okay.
1: At this point, about an hour and a half had transpired, and so I had to go... To another meeting He let me go But he wanted my phone number He put it into his phone And sent me a Sampled text message So okay I've got a texting buddy That was the
0: beginning Of a
1: (laughs) A beautiful friendship friendship
0: That would last For several weeks With
1: him and many others On the way out We stopped by L. Ron Hubbard's office
0: Ah yes Because in every Scientology building There is an L. Ron Hubbard office That is empty And waiting for him to return
1: It's big It's palatial And it's got His big L.R.H. logo Behind like where his his head would be Mm -hmm. it looks like a like a cattle brand kind of thing oh uh it's like this kind of cursive e l but Mm -hmm. you could also see where the r and the h are coming from
0: is the idea that he's coming back to this temporal world
1: i asked ben about it and i got a different slightly different answer than we got later from another guy about what lrh is up to now right but i've heard in the past that they are expecting l ron hubbard to return and there's like a eight million dollar mansion waiting for him down in Hemet. No. Yeah, they've got like an empty mansion that's no. L. Ron Hubbard's. Yeah. I want to
0: go to that.
1: Oh, me too.
0: We oh. have to go to that.
1: Yeah. Anyone want to invite us? Yeah, anyone. We'd, we'd happily go.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, and you are, we would love to go. <laughs> we would love to go to your Please mansion. invite
1: us. We'd yeah. appreciate that. Anyway. Anyways, uh, so I asked him, oh, it's kind of like saving a seat for Elijah. And he's like, oh, kind of, it's more of just a respect thing that we keep his spirit alive. And I work at Disney. We have Walt Disney's office maintained now. It's restored and everything. I can kind of get that.
0: Yeah, but he worked in that office. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense to be like, this is where he was. We're going to rope it off, you know, to keep it as it was. But like L. Ron Hubbard-
1: Has never set foot Has never been in
0: almost all of the orgs in the
1: world. But he's got a waiting office for him. Goodness. I came back later that day and I had gone to Sunday Assembly. That's where I was. People always like describe it as church for atheists. Of course, they don't use either the term- church or atheist and promoting it, but it is a mm. convenient way to kind of describe it. So I came back and he immediately started asking, oh, well, where were you again? And mm-hmm. oh, it, was, it was like a lecture thing, kind of community event. And so what was it about? Oh, there was a talk about foster parenting. <laughs> what did you wear? <laughs> oh, are you a foster parent? No, but I think it's really cool. And I wanted to learn more about it. And uh, so, yeah, all of these <laughs> questions, they always want to know more than most people would want to offer. Sure. I'm fine with that. You can know whatever you want. Finding parking when I got back was ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure that they rent out parking to the local hospitals. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's what I've read. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've read. Okay,
1: But yeah, you get back. And he even mentioned that he had to go move his car to make room. Oh, wow. Okay. That kind of supports that theory. Yeah, and he had given me an assignment. He wanted me to look for ARC. As I was talking to people and I said, oh, yeah, we did an icebreaker at the event I was at. Uh, right. I was totally thinking about building affinity. And yeah, that totally yeah, that's sense. pretty much what
0: icebreakers are for. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. So this time we got to the new class with the fancy panel for video selection and stuff. And he started out talking about natural laws. Hey, so do you know, Carrie, what a natural law is? Something
0: that's consistent throughout mm-hmm. the natural world that you can rely on to have predictive power when you're looking at something in nature.
1: That's great. Thanks. It's not something you can break. They they give you their definition, even if they sure. like yours. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so that's where I was informed that ARC is a natural law but not of the physical universe. And you've used it whether you know it or not. I see. So I asked him at this point, so was L. Ron Hubbard just like very observant that he knows all this stuff? Or like, how did he find this out? He started giving me kind of a brief bio of him like, oh, well, he traveled the world. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about this when we mention our visit to the L. Ron Hubbard Life Exhibit. Interesting uh, factoids. Put that in quotes. Uh, apparently, he was asked to be part of the Manhattan Project, but refused.
0: Yes, I've heard that.
1: Consider me skeptical. <laughs> um, and I like that Ben accidentally said that he was rigorously trained.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I made a note of that in scientific methodology.
0: Rigorously trained Rig- in scientific methodology. Wonderful. See that? I believe.
1: Okay, uh, but uh, he used that scientific process to study the mind, and uh, that was the study of dianetics. Uh, But no need to go into that because we'll have a whole episode on Dianetics.
0: Yes, we will. Coming at you
1: next. But I asked like, so was there like a committee or like a research group? Mm -hmm. He's like, nope, just L. Ron Hubbard.
0: All right.
1: And it's not that, you know, he was just being egotistical or anything. He was totally open to suggestions, but it was found, (laughs) I love this, it was found for over his time doing research, like 20 out of 100,000 suggestions were actually beneficial and none of those were of major importance.
0: Okay. (laughs) So uh, he could have just said, he was kind of a dick and not open to anything else. But
1: the, the, they would put numbers to that, like, yeah, yeah, like 20 sure. out of 100,000.
0: Sure. But also that just means he wasn't at all open to criticism oh. or help.
1: Right. right. Yeah. He didn't want anybody's input. I asked if he was infallible, and, and Ben actually said no. L. Ron Hubbard himself said, I'm not a god. I'm just a guy.
0: <laughs> I'm just a god.
1: <laughs> and apparently L. Ron Hubbard admitted that Scientology is not a perfect system, but it's a workable system.
0: Yes. So one thing that they do say a lot, and I don't know that they actually live this, but they did say a lot that if it's not true for you, you can throw it away. Like it's all about Mm -hmm. whether it's useful and useful to you, which is a very Buddhist teaching. And I know that LRH was fond of the Buddha.
1: There you go. Yeah, like in uh, Fundamentals of Thought. The next book that I read says, in Scientology, we have very little to do with forcing people to make conclusions. An individual can experience these things for himself, and unless he can do so, no one expects him to accept them. Okay, sounds pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah, I don't know that that's actually how things are on the inside. Inside, but yeah, no, it's a it's a mostly decent rule.
1: Yeah, sure. I asked Ben if there's like any updating to any of this material. Like, you know, the internet came out after L. Ron sure. Hubbard passed away. Uh, and he said, yeah, that's a good question, but I would say no. Uh, I would find that all of the things he said are still relevant.
0: There's a little wrench in the works there hmm. because a lot of the stuff has been updated since his death, and the claim is that they went back and listened to all his tapes over.
1: Yeah, that there that had, there had been... been poor transcription.
0: Yeah, I'm a little skeptical of that. Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Maybe it happened, but another explanation would be... If someone did want to take this opportunity to add some things they wanted added, that would be a pretty good excuse and a good time.
1: It's a good question. I don't know how big those changes were. And I also think, you know, there is a motive to release this whole golden age tech mm-hmm. to, you know, for people to buy all of these books and materials mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. Uh, to get the latest best versions of them. Right. We were frequently that told. That could be a motive, yeah. Uh, but we were frequently told like, oh, well, if you're getting this book, make sure you get the one published after right. this year.
0: Not this year as in 2016, right. but uh, it was <laughs> like 2007.
1: Yeah, you're right. I was going to say late was... 90s, but maybe it was more recent than that. So, uh, so then we move on to the next video. And this is an important concept in Scientology, the eight dynamics. Yes. But first, we need to define the word suppress.
0: I have a booklet that I'm holding <gasps> up for you called The Cause of Suppression.
1: Oh, I bet it has a glossary. That, that
0: I read. I believe suppress must be early in the book, you'd think, right? Oh, you know what? This only has suppressive person.
1: They define it as a suppress is to squash, to sit on, to lessen, or make smaller in some way.
0: To sit on. I mean, I guess. I would never be like, I'm going to suppress this chair.
1: Again, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. I read in Fundamentals of Thought, again, the next book I read, he was talking about the eight dynamics. And he said, to promote this orderliness, it is necessary to assume, for our purposes, these eight arbitrary compartments of life. <laughs> they're Not
0: arbitrary.
1: They're, he called them arbitrary in his other book, but uh, they were presented very uh, matter of factly to me in this video. The eight dynamics of life are like, Eight different areas that you need to thrive within.
0: Okay. And they
1: painted it as concentric circles where you are at the center and these other dynamics extend out from you. So the very first one is the self-dynamic.
0: Okay. And it's
1: all about you and your self-preservation. Babies are born into the first dynamic and they gain others as they get older. Okay.
0: So a little bit like it ego, super ego, but stretched out more. Okay.
1: Yeah. The second is uh, surviving within the sex dynamic. That's,
0: sex, S-E-X?
1: Yeah. Okay. Now everyone's paying attention. Uh, so there's two like subparts to that. There's just the sex drive itself. And then the second one is family and procreation. Okay. All right. So you can exist on that dynamic. The third is the group dynamic uh uh-huh. And so this is where you in the class have to name four different groups you belong sure. to. Sure.
0: I had to do this at one event. You've been
1: through there. this. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: where I was like, okay, a, chur- a church group, a bowling team, you know, you're just <laughs> exactly. like, please, we get it.
1: The fourth dynamic is the mankind dynamic. Okay. So that's survival of all humanity. Uh, the fifth dynamic is the animal dynamic. And this is Ooh. interesting because they immediately then say all animals and also plants. So why not call it-
0: okay. The life dynamic. Yeah.
1: The nature dynamic. Yeah. The- <laughs> Very strange. No, the animal dynamics. There was some video or something I saw at some point, I think that said nature dynamic as well, but <gasps> sure. Why not? Number six is the universe dynamic. So that's all matter, energy, space, and time.
0: All right. Sure.
1: Guess what, Carrie? We get a new term for that. Mest. <laughs>
0: Mest, M-E-S-T. Matter, energy,
1: space, time. Sure, beautiful. You're you're welcome. No, you have a new term for that. Great. (laughs) Uh, The seventh dynamic is the spiritual dynamic. Uh Uh-huh. And then the eighth dynamic is the infinity or God dynamic. And are you sitting?
0: You can see that I'm sitting.
1: (laughs) Our audience doesn't know if you're sitting. (laughs) I can assure you that she is sitting. I hope you are all sitting as well. Uh Uh-huh. If you turn eight sideways... It's infinity. Yeah, they actually point that out. Jesus Christ! (laughs) I was going to say it later as a joke, and then they stole my thunder by using it in the video. Good grief! (laughs) And they said that that this is the one dynamic, the eighth dynamic, the God Infinity one is the only one that Scientology doesn't really touch on, which I thought was interesting. So
0: seems critical.
1: (laughs) Yeah, kind of important.
0: We just won't talk about. Forever.
1: The way it was presented is that Dianetics was all about the first four dynamics, and then Scientology added these other dynamics. And But anyways, the important thing is that you operate on all eight dynamics and that you are lacking as a person if you know, you're know you not existing on one of them. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. All right. Yeah, fine. I was okay with that.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that for most things. But for Scientology, where they say that you have to accept that they have all the answers... You know, they say that you can be Scientologist in any other religion, but then they also say you still have to say that you find all the answers in us, that, mm. that you wouldn't have to look elsewhere for more. And yet they're also saying they can only give you seven of the eight dynamics.
1: Uh, at least in the materials that we encountered, they always kind of step away and from saying anything about God or the creator. Yeah. But we're just cracking the surface here. So I can very easily imagine that the eighth dynamic becomes a Mm -hmm. certainty later on. Sure. One question I asked him because of their emphasis on the animal dynamic and all of nature, I was saying, oh, so are a lot of Scientologists vegans or vegetarians? Mm -hmm. And he said, "Uh, well, not really. Then he started going into this whole thing like, oh, well, every action involves some element of destruction. So if you drive somewhere, you're leaving rubber on the ground. And so you can't avoid some destruction. So if you eat, a plant is going to die or an animal, Mm -hmm is going to die. You should
0: just eat kids.
1: Yeah. we. (laughs) That's a better response. I say, we don't want to be apathetic about it. You try to like minimize your impact, right? He turns around and he says, well, yeah, you want as much construction as possible and as little uh, destruction. So you want animals to be treated humanely and not pump them full of chemicals. That comes back to us and we suffer on the first dynamic. All right. So Sure, QED. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I asked if there was like an ideal number of kids in Scientology. Ah. Because I thought that was important maybe to that uh, fourth dynamic. Uh, He was saying no, no, (laughs) there's there's no uh, preferred family size.
0: All right, I mean, fair enough.
1: I asked him about how homosexuals are accepted within Scientology. Mm -hmm. But I think we'll save that discussion for- We uh, did
0: talk about that at another place we went. Yeah. What did he say though? uh,
1: Essentially that it is aberrant. And that at first it was like, oh, well, that's totally okay. I have parishioners who are gay, and that's totally fine. But I do find that as people progress in the church, that tends to go away.
0: Uh, Oh, okay.
1: But uh, he did make the point that our spirits are genderless. Okay. So that's where we had to break again because I'd been there for like another two hours.
0: Did they give you like a workbook you had to fill out or uh, exercises?
1: Constantly, yeah. Okay. So for each video, he'd set up the words that I was going to encounter. Then we'd watch the video, usually five to 10 minutes long, somewhere in that range. Then we would talk about those principles. I would give countless examples, like mm-hmm. enough for a class of 10 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to the instructor. And still up to the very end, he would pull multiple examples out of me for every God. single concept. And then I would start asking a bunch of questions. So it's my fault we dragged it on for sure. so long because uh, I had tons of questions. And he but was a t- good
0: teacher is like, oh good, this person gets this concept. Let's oh. move along.
1: Sure, yeah. And clearly there were things I got yeah. uh, that we'd still be talking about. And then oftentimes I would have to stop and write long form you re- just responses said. yeah uh, so like oh well tell me of a time where you created something that you wanted to stop creating and like okay <laughs> so then I, <laughs> I write a paragraph on that and then there's another paragraph and then I initial it and turn it into him and so he adds it to my file so would be
0: a good example? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It would be an example. Whether it is a good example, um, <laughs> that's what I would I cannot speak to, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Then he would collect these, and I assume they were going in my uh, my pre-clear folder somewhere.
0: Sure, which may be being looked through rigorously right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. What can what rigorously. Do we- <laughs> What dirt do we have on, Ross? I mean, I was writing real stuff, but uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think I said anything too incriminating. So then I came back. Again, we were texting each other, and we decided on me coming back the next day.
0: Uh-huh. Not you and I, but you and oh, Ben. Yeah, Right. Okay. So he
1: was going to resume with me on Monday night, and, and I already knew like I had a big work project I had to do that night, uh-huh. and I ended up staying up till 2 a.m., because oh, I had no. to, I had to go back to work and get that done. So this is all Monday night. Got there at eight o'clock, and all the same people are there. Middle of the night.
0: Wow. On Monday
1: at nine p.m. when I left, everybody's still there. Man. Uh, but yeah, all the same people that we met, they're still there. Sunday so, morning, Monday night.
0: Oh wow! Not crazy. So what time were you there on Sunday morning? Nine a.m. Okay. Wow. To nine p.m. the following. And day. then I got there thirty six. Then I got later. there at
1: one thirty. People were there. Yeah, and same then, people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you see these same people walking around all the time in the Sea Org uniforms.
0: So someone wrote to us, and we are I'm just relating what they said. I don't know if this is true, but they said that they were a former Sea Org staffer at our org, and they said that they felt that without a doubt, your friend Ben had red eyes because they just like almost never sleep. Oh, no. That person said, and again, this is what they said. I don't know if it's true, that in their five or so years on staff, they Mm. felt... Mm-hmm. like there were about a cumulative two weeks worth of nights where they got a full night's sleep.
1: Five years? Mm-hmm. What? But yeah, uh, he always was just willing to meet me anytime I said Man. I was available. And I kept thanking him profusely for being so flexible. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed like everyone was there all the time. Gosh. Crazy. So when I got there, they did offer me coffee. So hot drink offer there. Oh, off a hot drink. Excellent. Uh, turn that down. Uh, but they did have a cheese and crackers plate.
0: Ah, on yes. One of their favorite treats.
1: <laughs> yeah, this became a, a running theme and then a running joke. Like uh-huh. whenever you're hungry, they're like, here is a cheese, cheese and crackers. cracker plate. Look, we have brie. Oh, uh-huh. great. Yeah, they love brie. Yeah. They love it. I'm like, oh, fancy cheese. Okay. But man cannot live on cheese and crackers alone. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I or
0: quiche. We'll get there. Oh,
1: goodness. So we scrounged for a room again. We got kicked out of one. We went to another. Uh, so I kept meeting all these nice new rooms uh, just because there would always be someone like kind of harrying us to get out of this place. And uh-huh. people like opening the door while we're in the middle of the session. And uh, Ben would be getting very protective of that. Like, excuse me, we're in a class here. Uh-huh. I put a sign on the door. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, he even joked then, oh, welcome back to the longest personal efficiency course of all time. <laughs> so he realized we were way over time. Uh, so, this was perfect. The uh, The next video was about exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. I'm going to be exhausted today. uh
0: uh-huh, sure. So,
1: the lesson here is that uh, it's all about extroversion, which is looking outward. Okay. Yeah, forget our whole personality uh-huh, episode. You're, right. you're getting new definitions here. And introversion, which is looking inward. Okay. And so... <laughs> So if someone is uh, exhausted, it's not because they're not getting enough rest. Said, take rest out of the equation, which may speak to this whole red eyes thing. Mm -hmm. It's simply that they've become too introverted.
0: Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm
1: laughing not because. uh, Oh,
0: I know. It's uh, yeah, not terrible. It is. It's uh, yeah, gleefully absurd. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, you're like telling someone like, if I've exhausted you, it's your fault. Don't be so focused on yourself.
1: It it was interesting. They were giving examples of, you know, if you're looking at the same thing close up for too long, then that's going to harm you, and. (laughs)
0: Right. <laughs> sure that, well
1: that's totally legit you know people yeah. you now recommend if you're staring at a computer yeah s- stop every 20 minutes to look at something far away oh yes totally it uh, just
0: doesn't seem you know like a major revelation <laughs> i guess
1: you know maybe at the time it was written it was yeah. brand new all right but anyways in scientology there is a process called this is how they said it there is a process called take a walk <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on, let me figure out what this might be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, take, take a wild guess.
0: Okay, you use the lower half of your body to push all of your body up, and then- You go left, right, left, right with your feet. You read this
1: somewhere, didn't you? Left,
0: right. No. How did you know that? Okay. Well, here's the thing. I know you must have missed it, but (laughs) a walk is actually something that's already in the vernacular. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. You walk around the block. You observe things. You look at them cheerfully. And so there's video, and you're watching this guy walk. You know, at first he's tired, you know, and looking very tired, and he walks around, but then he's observing things, and it warns you, like, well, first, like, you're gonna feel bright. Tighter, and then you're going to feel even more tired but keep walking through the exhaustion because again it's not about rest you're just walking it out
0: i wonder if this is why i always see Scientologists just walking down the street oh, around
1: they're taking a walk
0: yeah maybe they're doing their take a walk
1: but yeah it builds reality
0: next time i'm gonna be like take it a take a walk
1: <laughs> do it yeah totally do it uh so of course if you build reality then you also build
0: oh uh affinity And And communication. You
1: got it. Here's an extra tip for all of you married or uh, in a relationship folks out there. If you're having a disagreement, take a walk, both of you, but walk opposite directions around the block. Okay. And so in the video, they showed this young couple and they were crossing paths once around the block and then they'd keep walking and then they'd see each other again. They got a little more pleasant each time.
0: Okay. Sure, I'll try that.
1: Here's another. Are you ready for another yeah. process? It's called look them over. Uh, this that's is all creepy. This is just uh, in in general. If you're having a problem with reality, uh, <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> so if you if you if you have schizophrenia,
1: <laughs> you uh, you look at people. That's all. You'll find that people aren't so bad.
0: What? Okay. So far, we've learned
1: these are two really helpful techniques.
0: We've learned do one thing at a time. Uh huh. Stop doing the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before you start another, for right. sure. Otherwise, you'll make a sane man insane.
0: Uh, walks are good.
1: Yeah, huh <laughs> Take a walk.
0: And people watching is good, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, don't
1: forget the eight dynamics. We've learned a lot, oh, Carrie. Right. We've come okay. a long way.
0: And you should be a well-rounded person, but you don't need God.
1: Uh, yeah, you got it. Cool. Oh, there was one sentence in the middle of that video that almost made me laugh out loud. They said, in Scientology, another word for reality is havingness. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I let's know. get another term for that, please. Yeah,
0: the, uh, definitely at the point in this where I'm just like, yes, got it. Moving on, check it. it
1: check took mark. me a, Took me a little longer to get to that point, but I definitely got to that point. Yeah. There, there was a moment where I I remember just responding like, yeah, you got me, you got it. But it, it was it was I think it was the second class, maybe about three hours in, uh-huh. and, and I was like, okay, all right, whatever. Let's just, let's just get through this. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, next I learned the word dis <laughs> Go on. Next I learned the word dispensable.
0: Okay so to me that means something that you don't to- you're gonna use but you don't totally need forever yep. you can get rid of it.
1: I'm gonna accept that uh, okay good. definition but yeah this is all about not being dispensable at work. there's no sure. there's no such thing as being too smart but there is too stupid. <laughs> this is one of those lines where like the guy saying it in his voice like sounded uh. so different than L. Ron Hubbard because oh, so, huh? there is no such thing as being too smart but there is too stupid but then you picture L. Ron Hubbard with like a,
0: no, such thing. <laughs> no
1: such thing as being too smart but her is too stupid so um, anyways work is the stable datum of the society and men who cannot work are
0: Oh, okay. Wait. What? Work is the stable datum. Why are you datum? questioning
1: this? We're I'm past the point to of questioning, what that means.
0: Okay? So wait, the stable datum means the thing that's always true.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the organizing principle by which other things are interpreted.
0: Okay. I mean
1: Just accept it, Carrie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um yeah, men who cannot work are not happy men and this is interesting. Scientology can increase intelligence and make work a pleasant happy thing. So, yes, you can indeed boost your intelligence with Scientology. And this ties in with, you know, our first day where we took our personality test and IQ test numerous times throughout Our minglings with various Scientologists, we were told success stories of people increasing their IQ. Yes. Yeah. A woman I talked to later, she said her IQ went from 122 to
0: 148. Wow. Very impressive. Yeah.
1: So uh, there you go. That's what Scientology can do for you make you smarter, more effective in work. So there's less dispensable. As it were.
0: It sounds like work is something you want to do all the time.
1: Oh yeah, well it's seventy percent of life. So yeah, at this uh, point, then he told me that I have now learned some of the most important foundational lessons of Scientology. Uh, there's a success form in your folder. Tell us about any wins or realizations. I get to write down my successes from this class, and then they brought me a uh, certificate of completion. Ah. So yeah, another. Did they
0: bring one to you? Or to someone with a very similar name.
1: They brought it to me, and it said Ross Blocker. (laughs) And uh, what I love is that it had it was signed by the Minister of Validity. (laughs) But it it was you told
0: me that you came home and showed that to Kara, and she's like Minister of Validity, get that away from me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect reaction. Yeah, I'm all excited about this, and she just is Minister of Validity and wants nothing to do. Take it away. (laughs) What I liked even better was that he realized that it said Ross Blocker. Uh-huh. He apologized and said, we'll have a new one printed out for you. But he let me keep the misspelled one. Nice. So they went back. They Clearly put...
0: not made by a person who was clear because you have perfect recall when you're clear.
1: Mm, good point. The second one came back to me later while I was uh, talking about my next class. So I have them both. Nice. I'll put them up on the old Facebook. You know, I was ready, wanted to get back to work because so I had this huge video editing project to do for like a major presentation the next day. Uh, but he said, oh, let's go see Sarissa. And, uh, and of course she... She's still there at 9:30 p.m. Why
0: wouldn't she be? Why wouldn't
1: she be? He he even said, "Oh, I really want to teach Ross advanced personal efficiency. Really like you know the discussions we're having. Think this is great." So he was into it uh-huh. from all appearances, and uh, so they promised me that we'd go more into the dynamics in detail. Great, learn more about the spirit. <laughs> the cycle of action is quite different. So whoa, oh, all right, I'm geared up for this mm. next class.
0: Who Were you? <laughs>
1: You know what? I did want to take more classes with him. So Uh, that's a testament to to Ben. I'd spent five hours with him now, and I want more.
0: He's a nice guy.
1: Yeah, totally. Anyway, so we get down to uh, Sarissa, and she's asking me, oh, what did you like most? Did you understand it? At this point, it's like, I'm just done reflecting on these ideas. So I'm having to give her kind of pat answers. And she's not even interested in it. She's like, yeah, cool, awesome. Again, I had already said I'm interested in this course, but she starts pitching me on all these other courses. And they were showing me this diagram they had up on the wall there. This is back in the registration area where we'd started out of the bridge. So yes. that's where they formally introduced that to me. And and already it was showing the OT levels and it was showing all these things that kind of lead up to it. Mm-hmm. So they're telling me about the purification rundown, uh, which and we'll talk,
0: explain. Yeah.
1: The survival rundown. We'll talk more about these later on. But uh, there's all these introductory courses that you can take. There's other paths that you can take from a starting position. I'm guessing based on all those personality results.
0: Inventories, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so there's like the values and integrity course you could take that would get you there.
0: Right. Right. Or, you know, they wanted me to take how to improve relationships with others.
1: There you go. And so that could get you to the foot of the bridge, just as my advanced uh, personal efficiency could get me to the foot of the bridge. They brought out the, the book for the next course. And they had it sitting there along with the little, it, it, again, it's all shrink wrapped with the little packet that comes with it. So, this next book for advanced personal efficiency is Scientology, the Fundamentals of Thought. And we have the, uh, the tree in the middle. Cool. It's glowing, it's kind of bluish Very green. Yeah. Uh, so, they bring that out for me. And then Ben comes back and he's got this like stack of books and they're all like, they've got like kind of a clear cellophane around them Uh with a big silver bow. He's like, well, because it's Christmas, I thought you might be interested in this. These are all the fundamental books of Scientology. So there's 18 main Scientology books, but these are the nine fundamental ones. And we're going to give you this. For just, he said, with the class, like if you take this next class and get all these books, just $290. <laughs> oh,
2: no. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm looking at these books through the clear cellophane, and two of them are books now that I own, uh-huh. and the others are like Dianetics, and it's not worth uh, describing all the books. But I looked up later on the website, and you can buy all of them from the website most of them are 20 bucks a pop, but Dianetics is 25. So I think it would come to like $185 to buy the books. Oh, okay. And they're essentially selling them to me for 190 in person there.
0: But with the course, right? Which
1: is $100. So the course oh, okay. is $100. Uh, and so they're telling me that this is a discount because of my free membership that Sarissa just signed me up for.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: And I said, wait, come again? <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, I just signed you up for a free six month membership. In the IAS, the, the
0: International Association of Scientologists. Yeah,
1: I said, "Oh, that's the first I've heard of it." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to know that I know what you did. Uh huh. Sure. And. I never had any choice in this matter. Uh-huh. You signed me up without asking me, right? Uh, but all under the guise of giving me the discounts on these books. So I said, "Well, well, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on the books right now uh-huh. because I've already got two of them, and you know I'll collect them as I read them. But uh, I'll work on these for right now." Yeah. So I just paid a hundred dollars for the second course and uh, scheduled for the next class. It was going to be the following Sunday at nine a.m. and it was going to be a five hour class. So do you think that class ended up as five hours? No, I do not. We'll find out. <laughs>
0: so but i definitely do not um, i'm going down on the record right now i do not
1: <laughs> okay carrie has weighed in that is a safe bet i'm not gonna bet against <laughs> you and so i sauntered off into the night to go fight exhaustion at work and i did i did try out that walking thing later it was fine didn't feel oh any you
0: tried out walking yeah
1: i took a walk you know what i don't know if it helped actually
0: i used to take when i worked in an office i'd always get up at my lunch break i'd take a big walk.
1: It's it's always a good idea.
0: Yeah, it's a good idea I to have walk. nothing
1: bad to say about taking a walk. I just
0: don't really feel like it's a novel idea.
1: <laughs> and I I still think you need sufficient rest.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Well, that was boring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it's interesting, but uh, like it is also just like monotonous to listen <laughs> to. And then I think of you like actually going through it. I mean, it sounds
1: A lot of videos, a lot of forms to fill out.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about later about another class we took together. But with those videos, they're such a double-edged sword because in some way it's relief from the actual guts and glue of the class. It's a more
1: passive experience. Okay, I get to sit and have someone talk to me in a smooth, assuring voice with really peppy... New age music in the background.
0: Right. Maybe think about something else. (laughs) But on the other hand, yeah, you're like watching them over and over. And they're just basically, you know, bad actors yelling at each other (laughs) under Vaseline. So
1: much bad acting. Oh, You see people who sometimes just lack direction in life. And there's this guy just like walking around blankly bumping into things like, no one does that. (laughs) So what we want to hear about, Carrie, is your experience
0: I know you do, but hang on, you know what I want to hear about.
1: Oh, probably high quality entertainment.
0: Yes, exactly. Where can I get some?
1: Well, the only place I know is Maximum Fun.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: a network with all the greatest shows. Like what? Throwing Shade.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. My
1: brother, my brother and me.
0: Uh-huh. Spanners.
1: Yeah, that's a brand new show. Yeah. Can I pet your dog?
0: Sawbones.
1: I listen to Sawbones all the time.
0: Jordan Jesse Go. Bullseye. Uh, Bullseye. International Waters
1: So many good shows Judge John Hodgman Judge
0: John Hodgman
1: Actually, he judges you, which is the weird thing
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a command
1: It's a title Stop podcasting yourself, lady to lady
0: Ross, you pick your favorite and play me a little clip of it, will you?
2: Hey, listen to this Hello, Internet, I'm Travis McElroy And I'm Teresa McElroy. She is my wife. And he's my husband. And it is our pleasure to introduce to you a brand new podcast. Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Teresa, let me ask you this. Can you teach me how to write a thank you note? Yes, I can. How about tips to improve my table manners? I'll do my best. And will you finally explain to me the difference between casual and business casual and cocktail and formal and black tie and all that stuff? If anybody can't, I can. But like, it's going to be funny, right? Of course, I'm going to
0: give historical origins and how those manners fit into our everyday lives. How could it not be funny?
2: But also, sometimes we'll talk about, like, burps and farts, right?
0: Yeah, when not to.
2: But we'll still talk about it. Yes. Great. So come join us for our new hilarious show.
0: No RSVP required.
2: Coming to you soon, every Friday on MaximumFun.org. It's Schmanners.
0: Manners, Schmanners. Get it? So, Ross. Hey, Gary. You went to that, so I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But I went to something that you didn't go to.
1: I wanted to. I know you wanted to. I could not. I was out of town. I was so sad.
0: This is something else.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: So you found out about it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, they invited me to the New Year's celebration.
0: Yes, their New Year's party. Scientology
1: does this every year, and they celebrate all that is great and good in Scientology. And
0: it's in Los Angeles. And none of
1: the bad, because that doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> right. So they invited you. I think at that point you mentioned Go Kerry might want to go, but I gonna be out of town.
1: Yeah, and you were you were the derelict friend and they right. kept, they kept asking about you, but they were excited that you were interested.
0: Yeah. So you gave them my info. They called me actually while I was in Florida visiting my boyfriend's family. So I keep having to remove myself. Oh, excuse me, the Church of Scientology is calling. <laughs> um, my boyfriend's parents are fortunately very cool and think what I do is very cool. So they're like, oh she's got she's got to go talk to Scientology uh, everybody. that's, shh, shh, shh,
1: shh. that's sweet. <laughs> yeah they're fine. I love it.
0: I told them, you know, that I was interested in going, that I'd like to bring my boyfriend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. And they put my name down on a list. And I'm like, okay, cool, all set. And then maybe three hours later, phone rings. Oh, it's another 818 number. Hello, someone else from the Church of Scientology who's like, Ross told us he'd like to come to the party. And I just wanted to see if I could <laughs> sign you up. Oh, you know what? Someone already called and signed me up. Oh, so sorry. Okay, but you'll be there? Yes, I'll be there. Oh, oh great. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah, this Next is day. <laughs> this is the the lack of crosstalk. Yeah. between the Scientologists. I
0: talked to so many people and I just oh. like stopped answering the phone. I was like, "No, I'm going," okay? Uh-huh. And then I get a text from Roger that's like, "You know, I heard you're going. I just want to make sure you're going. Can I meet you outside?"
1: Yes, And, God, and dear every God. time he texts, there's like this signature. signature line, yeah, that takes up multiple lines. So yeah. his texts always break up into two yes. separate text which is, it's annoying.
0: It's annoying. And then like sometimes the second will send before the first and you're like, what's <laughs> happening? What's he saying? Oh, right. Okay. It's down here. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so uh, Drew wanted to, Drew, my boyfriend, wanted to go, especially since you weren't going. He was mm-hmm. like a little nervous about me going alone. So I'm like, sure. Sweet. Yeah, come. Mm-hmm. I did ask one of them like, what's the- Attire? Yeah. What's the dress code? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, it's like uh, nothing too fancy, but you know, like some of the guys are wearing suits. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> okay. All Right. So I figure like, okay, something that I would at least wear to work. So <laughs> Drew and I show up like, I'm wearing like a dress. Okay. Uh, Drew's wearing like a button down shirt and pants. Okay. Maybe a tie, not sure. Uh, we what? walk in and it is black tie.
2: <gasps> no, <laughs> It
0: seriously? is like women in like full gowns. Like, oh, no, wire. And we were both they like,
2: they totally no,
1: misled you God. on that. Yeah, this is at the Shrine Auditorium. Yes,
0: it's at the Shrine Auditorium downtown, and there were no signs for it. There's like one little sandwich board that said, like, New Year's event, but there's nothing that says Scientology. Ah, okay,
1: they don't want protesters outside, yep. yeah. And they gave out the tickets for this, at least as far as we knew, like just days before yeah. it happened, too.
0: On all the advertising, it didn't say where it was, you had to find out a couple days before, yeah. yeah. They were very clever about it, but there were some. some. Some people who appear to be staff members who were dressed in all black and then they might just be wearing like a nice black dress but there were tons and tons of people in like sequin gowns and we were both like oh dear oh dear so right away we walked in and she was like oh no are we underdressed and I was like yes, yes anyway we here we go uh-huh. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do at that point uh-huh. we walk up and everyone was eyeing us like they could immediately smell that we weren't this is so not be fair
1: because finally you ask in advance like, what should <laughs> I wear you're right <laughs> They' like you,
0: <laughs> so we walk up to the registration table, and everyone's like really suspiciously looking at us, huh. like they can tell they didn't even say like, "Oh, what's your name?" or anything?" They were like, "Hello, and I was like, "Hi, um we're guests, and they said, "Are you on the list?" And I was like, "Yeah, um, Roger, I think put our names down on the list. We're not members." And then like one very friendly lady was like, okay, I'll look you up. And she didn't seem to think anything of it. But everyone else at the table was like glaring at us. So she finds – actually, I don't even think she found her name. Maybe she did. And she's like, okay, that's fine. You know, just write your names on these name tags. Put them on. We do that. And we like walk in. And a guy hands us two flyers. Here, I'll hand you one. This is blingy. So on the front, it says, tell us your postulates for 2016. Ooh. Please complete the survey and hand it to a staff member before you leave. Now, they realize that we're guests when they give this to us. And here's what it says.
1: We've got the Scientology logo like in big shiny metal. And there's uh, New Year's 2016 in shining gold in front of the shining silver. And then there's... Like mm-hmm. these bursts of fireworks in the background. This is right. This is triumphant. This is a triumphant flyer.
0: But Ross, imagine getting this being like Drew, someone who's never done anything with Scientology, yeah, yeah. getting this. Please you complete You look at the, the back survey, and it hand says it to a
1: staff member before you leave. Okay. I'm
0: looking at number two. What would you like to accomplish on your progress up the bridge in twenty sixteen? No goodness. When do you plan on getting started on this? Mm. Have you <laughs> That's such
1: a Scientology question.
0: Have you completed the Purification Rundown and or survival rundown since the release of Golden Age of Tech Phase Two?
1: <laughs> Purif? What do you know yes that no? needs
0: who do you know that needs to do the Purif and or survival rundown? Oh my god. Have you done the Golden Age of Tech Phase Two student hat? I love
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love student hat.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Yes or no? We're yeah, both there's like, little check boxes. What? I mean, I barely understood some of it. Carrie, are Drew you currently on none service? Of it. I'm not.
1: Uh, what service? At which org? <laughs> oh my goodness. They just never stop with the questions.
0: We're already just like, what? Okay, I'm just putting this in my purse.
1: If it were to align, would you consider joining staff for the Sea Org now or in the future?
0: If it were to align, yeah. Uh, if it,
1: if it were to align. Yeah, that would be a great that. response. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if it were to align. Uh, would you be attending the Flag World Tour event on Saturday, January 30th, 2016?
0: No. Oh, we, we wanted to do that, but really,
1: we ended up having to do, to do something else. Another investigation yeah. you will hear of and you will love. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. Yeah,
0: you should be fired up about that. Drew and I walk in and we're you know, we're clearly looking around us like we don't know where to go, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. There's an Usher person there, like a Scientologist, not a staff member of the auditorium. Did you actually
1: see anybody you knew from the LA org? No. Okay, they were there. Yeah, yeah, they were there. Okay,
0: and I was like, yeah, we're we're guests, and we have like special guest passes. Like it's so clear. And he's like, okay, yeah, uh, you just go up these stairs to the balcony, and they'll let you in. As we like walk up to the foyer of the balcony, again, like it just felt like everyone turned and looked at us. And this is probably a hundred people. Like, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. Well, they can't all know each other, though.
1: Or just because of how you're dressed.
0: I think it's because I our dress, yeah.
1: What color is your dress?
0: It's like blue and has paisley on it. Thanks. So they're all wearing black. Now I'll stop
1: changing the color of your dress like the horse in Wizard of Oz.
0: (laughs) Drew was wearing like a brown corduroy jacket. These are
1: the details I need.
0: (laughs) A guy gets up on a chair and he's like, can you hear me? And the entire room
1: goes, yeah. Whoa.
0: Like in unison like that. And we were both
1: like.
0: (gasps) (laughs) And then he's like.
1: Weird, like barking like that?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me in the back? Yeah. yeah. And like every time he asked a question, that it was like a call and response. You know, every time he did it, they uh-huh. had to go, yeah, all at once, oh, like what? gutturally. It was crazy. What? Okay, so he tells them, okay, everybody, a couple things I need you to pay attention to. Number one, when you go in there, there might be some people who come by and say they want you to leave your seat and go to another seat. If someone asks you to do that, just do it. Don't ask questions, just go. I don't care if you're with your friends, go because you know what there's gonna be a camera and it's going to be panning over the audience and we need people to be in those seats so these poor like sea Org members they got have people to
1: running around, run around to, to make to the place look as seats. full as possible
0: yes the camera pans. Oh,
1: so you found yourself in a in a little cod we, of we sea Org were Org
0: accidentally in a sea Org meeting <laughs> someone has sent us up accidentally into a Org meeting (laughs) and it takes us like a little while to even realize that because you know we hadn't meant to so Uh we're just staying there and we're like okay I guess we'll go to different chairs if we're told okay oh this isn't meant for us (laughs) Um, so then they're like okay so we're going to let the public in first and then you can go in and so then Drew and I are like oh okay we're not supposed to be here yeah yeah Uh, and then Uh, a guy a really nice guy was like hey hi are you staff and we're like no and he's like okay would you mind going down the stairs until we're done with our meeting and we're like yeah yeah that's fine because we're like kind of like (laughs) frightened at this point no problem no problem you you should
1: have said yes
0: yeah yeah so we go down the stairs and then like down the stairs, we see the people who are very obviously like the only non-Scientologists. There are like 10 of us, maybe. Oh,
1: wow. And we're and all, all just, just like sitting there huddled
0: in a corner on like the stairs, <laughs> all like clearly having been told. Wide eyed to and shaking. Uh-huh. And all clearly <laughs> having been told like to dress like nice casual. Oh, One no. guy's got a Hawaiian shirt on. Hey,
1: but you found your peeps. That's good. Yeah.
0: We did like talk to them, but they all were like pretty spooked so they didn't want to talk much. So then when that meeting was over, we walked back up and everyone's just like standing there silently. So Drew and I are like, are we allowed to go in? The people we're standing right next to just turn and look at us and say nothing. So we're like, okay. So I, I walk up to an usher and I'm like, can I go in? And he's like, are you staff? No. Oh, yes, go ahead. Oh,
1: oh, what?
0: So then, so Drew... What's supposed
1: to be the start time of this event?
0: It was about the start time. Okay. So Drew and I go in with like three people trailing us and like a hundred people just standing waiting for like the six of us to make our grand entrance and our street clothes. It was so awkward. Oh, man. So we go in and they have specific seats they want us to sit in, which is crazy because this thing is like half empty. Uh-huh. So we go in and we sit in these like specific seats way up high in the balcony and poor Drew, like at this point, was so freaked out. I felt so bad that he was there. And he's like, yeah, this is a little much. I <laughs> felt so bad. So the people around us were clearly... Clearly. Mostly very young, mostly like between 20 and 40. So they're all sitting there, you know, like giving us the side eye and not talking. Uh-huh. Eventually, the show starts. Lights come down. All of a sudden, lights start shooting up from every place. Boom, 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 you know, with big sound effects of, like, a uh, Klieg light opening, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> just all over.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, all in different colors. I-, I immediately was like, oh, my God, there should have been an epilepsy warning. My God. <laughs> like, it was just, like, so much light. And um, Drew's face just lights up. He was so happy. He sits on the edge of his chair, and I was like, you're okay now? And he's like, I'm okay now. <laughs>
1: Fourth of July. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is the
1: best. On uh, New Year's.
0: Like this music starts.
1: Is this actually New Year's Day? No, this it a was few the 27th. That's right. I remember someone telling me about that when they invited me. They were saying, we want to shoot it a few days in advance so we can edit it down and have it ready for New Year's to share with the rest of the world.
0: Huh, fair. So music starts and out comes this singer. She's got a very lovely voice mm-hmm. um, and she's singing like some general like pop tunes And she has just some very general dance moves that she's doing. And she's a good singer and it's enjoyable. But the people around us are going nuts. And then she finishes and then a dude comes out and he sings his song. And then he goes back. Another woman comes out. All very young. You know, young woman comes out. She she sings. Then they like dance together and they all got standing ovations hey which turned out to be a thing <laughs> a thing i counted and at the end of the night there were 27
1: i'm so glad you kept count
0: standing ovations 27 i started after counting after
1: the third one you're like oh th- I, I started
0: counting at like 5 i think cuz my mom i don't know why but she would always count the standing ovations at the Oscars no idea why but so <laughs> So it's just sort of something my brain will absentmindedly do, but I knew as the number climbs, you're going to forget, right? Uh So right around five, I was like, wait a minute, I think I better start counting.
1: That's amazing. 27. 27 in how long of a period of time?
0: It was like a little under three hours.
1: So it's uh, 6.66. Oh my God. Like every six and two thirds minutes, there's a standing ovation on average at the Scientology New Year's event.
0: Yes, good sir. Wow. (laughs) Yep. There was a lot of standing ovations. (laughs) I mean, it was after everything, pretty much. I mean, maybe there was something. I've only got one
1: thing to say to that.
0: Ross is sitting, just by the
1: way. Hold on, Oh, Ross is standing. It's got to be dramatic. I got to stand up because I'm just overwhelmed.
0: Oh, thank you, Ross. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I started that action. I changed. I stood up, and then I stopped.
0: Drew and I wrote down some notes after this, and I see we wrote Upper Shrine was about a third full. That was our estimate.
1: Okay. Cameras just didn't go there.
0: Yeah. Although I think some people were moved, but not the people next to us.
1: I did see some of this footage later ah. when I was waiting in an upstairs lobby for some- uh, Cheese and crackers? No, they didn't have cheese and crackers, but I was waiting for some auditing. They were playing the highlights, and, and you had told me a bit about this before, so it was awesome to actually see the footage. Oh, nice. I didn't see you anywhere, but- Sure. Uh,
0: Oh yeah, one of the songs they sang was Right here, right now Watching the world Wake up up to to history History. Who sings that? I don't know And it was too long
1: They are having a problem with the stopping (laughs) Yeah That's such a 90s song
0: Most of them were very modern songs, but that one was not
1: Jesus Jones
0: Okay, so once the music is over And everyone's just losing their shit Boy, oh, this, this is concert. the best thing my ever. Oh, my God. And by the way, none of these people are famous. Like, you'd think. Oh, is- yeah.
1: They've got Beck is a Scientologist. Yes,
0: they've got Juliette Lewis, who's the singer.
1: Oh, is she? They know. She's no. got
0: a little band. But I think they might be the people who are trying to situate as like their new stars.
1: Up and coming. Yeah. Well, hey, that's cool.
0: Sure. Okay, so they go away. And guess who comes on
1: stage? <gasps> I'm hoping it's David Miscavige. It's David David Miscavige. David freaking Miscavige.
0: Little, little tiny man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably my height.
0: Uh, He's shorter than you.
1: Yeah, he is the leader of Scientology.
0: His official title, I believe, is President of Religious Technology Services, which is like one of their orgs. And maybe he's also President of the International Association of Scientologists. But yeah, I mean he functions as the head of Scientology. He
1: wrested control of Scientology after L. Ron Hubbard yes. passed away. Mm-hmm. And there's many stories about that too that are very interesting to read.
0: Yes, yes. You should look them up.
1: Interesting character. Dot, 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 but you dot, got to dot. see him in the flesh.
0: Yes, from very far away, but yes.
1: That's exciting.
0: Now let me tell you, okay. David Miscavige has a script and he sticks to the
1: script <laughs> was he reading it off a teleprompter.
0: There might have been a teleprompter in front of him, but also like one kind of shining up at him from the lectern. Oh, okay. Because he did a lot of Jesus at the Last Supper pose on his photo <laughs> Carrie's on his got lectern. her
1: her hands spread out, but touching the table surface.
0: Right, a very powerful kind of pose.
1: Mm, okay,
0: a lot of that where then like his face would naturally go look down.
1: A power pose.
0: Yes, very much. So I was listening. I'm not kidding. it was listening through that whole three hours like, I'm going to catch him when he says, um... Or when he starts a word and it. doesn't stop it. None not, of that? That I caught? Wow. Nothing. For, well, he was talking for like a little over two hours. That's amazing. not once. That's
1: amazing.
0: It was amazing, but it was also so Scripting. robotic.
1: Okay. Yeah. And his delivery was robotic? His,
0: his delivery was not robotic as in like monotone, but robotic as in like, I have figured out how to say every line and that is how I am saying
1: it. You yeah. know,
0: there was just nothing organic about it. Were,
1: were there any any then moments where he was called upon to extemporize or he had to react nope. to the audience or anything? Nope, not at all. Okay. Did he get up and stay there for two hours? Yes. Oh, wow. He's just oh, there running There were the
0: show. two times where videos were playing, uh, maybe more than two, maybe I'm underestimating, but there were a couple times when videos were playing and he would go off stage during the video, but never for more than two minutes. Maybe to get some water or whatever. Just like in the classes, they leaned very heavily on their videos. Okay. Every single announcement they made had its own video. Uh, they
1: produce video. They th- do it and, well.
0: And they were produced in the exact same way, in the same way as some of the non-fiction videos we've seen before. So it wasn't like bad acting necessarily, mm. but, you know, same production value. Use same color schemes. Talking
1: heads, inspirational music. Yep. Fast tempo, inspirational music. Uh-huh. Swooshing, flooshing, Oh yes, logos. lots of swooshing.
0: Ooh. Lots and lots of swooshing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> flock of birds,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a murmuration of seagulls.
0: <laughs> so he was he was introducing a bunch of things that he was saying happened that year, which was the greatest year Scientology has ever known. In the history of the world,
1: 2015.
0: Yes. Now you might be thinking, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Wasn't this it, the
0: year that a very big documentary like Going was released? Clear came that out. Really, really, like
1: bad negative press. Yeah, got I, the. I'm sure a lot they of spent some time to discuss that, right?
0: You know what? No. How
1: many times would you say it was mentioned? Zero. Oh, that many.
0: It was never brought up.
1: <laughs> no negatives. Nothing
0: negative was brought up. Nothing. Nothing and not, not even cons- something that they're like spinning. No. no just no mention.
1: We're collecting successes here. Yeah. Wins. And
0: not even, boy, this year we've been through some ups and some down. Nothing. Just all ups. All ups. It's all been great. I mean, probably some of those people don't even know about the movie, right? Yeah. Highly
1: possible, yeah. Anyway. Because uh, Code of a Scientologist, first thing is, you do not- Don't uh, talk about Fight Club. You didn't even watch- Anything critical of Scientology?
0: A lot of the videos were about starting new orgs around the world.
1: And they always have the big ribbon cutting ceremony. (sighs) So you see like this giant ribbon, these giant scissors.
0: Yes. David Miscavige would be like, oh, we opened this thing in Ohio. And then the video would come on. And in the video, there would almost always be someone from the city who would be like, Scientology is welcome here and thank you for what you did for the parks or whatever Uh and then they act like you know this is some like re-endorsement from the city Uh it's just like oh they do that for like nearly everything but okay right
1: right some uh, deputy mayor or something saying like together all of us can work together to make this a better city
0: and you know and also these kind of like Giving credit where credit is due, stuff you know. Mm -hmm. Like if Scientology did help build the park, of course, go congratulate them for building the park. You know, and then Drew noticed this, but I didn't. He said that they almost always ended with a letter from the city to Scientology, Uh like talking about how great Scientology (laughs) is, which we will touch on later.
1: That is a recurring theme. Yeah, I was
0: really glad you remembered that. So, David Miscavige mispronounces the word dyslexic, which is too bad because he has to say it a lot. What, did he, what does he say?
1: Does he say Adele Dazim?
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> what does he say?
0: Dyslectic.
1: Dyslectic?
0: Yeah. And it's too bad because one, it's a funny thing to mispronounce. Come on now. Yeah. And two, he said it so many times because it's one of the things that Scientology aims to help people overcome with their various school programs. Yeah. And so he kept having to say it like, and- Hundreds of dyslexic kids. That's definitely how he thinks it's said. Okay. Oh, he said that more people are going clear than ever before. If and you're listening,
1: David, it's dyslexic.
0: It's dyslexic, but we love you. We don't judge you. There are more people going clear than ever. You can go up the bridge a lot faster than you used to, Ross. Yeah, now well, that we've with the golden age tech, tech two. two student hat. <laughs> <laughs> Now you can, can. yeah. (laughs) My maybe favorite part of this, and by favorite I also mean most aggravating, was the statistics. The statistics were so impossible to <laughs> you get your telling head me around. me some of these numbers. Oh, my God. I love it was this. like impossible to understand. I didn't have my notes out, so I don't want to say that I have these numbers exactly right. Okay. But it would be things like, this year, we gave out 10,000 times as many Dianetics books as the previous record's growing spree. Like random
1: words at the end.
0: (laughs) But he'd say it so fast and with such gusto that you're just like, that must be good. And then you'd look at it on the screen and be like, wait, what? The what? 10,000? But all the people around us just kept going like, oh,
1: wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
0: wow. That's amazing. The word kept being growth. The, so like growth is already a little bit of a wiggle word, right? But mm-hmm. then it would be like, the growth has increased over the growth from the previous two. Like, okay. No, I have no <laughs> that, clue. That's a number. I'm the 2%, years, no months, what, what are, are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> There was a lot of that.
1: Frames of reference being carefully squirreled away. And
0: then there were some that I was just like, maybe this is true, or maybe you're just downright lying. Like, they'd just be like, five million people went clearer this year. Okay, moving on. I don't think there's that
1: many Scientology members.
0: Again, I'm making that number up. But there were some that just felt like really pulled out of their ass.
1: Okay. Who knows? Maybe they weren't. Apparently, it is faster now with golden age yeah. tech phase two. You Sid can nut. like get clear within <laughs> two years, I've heard.
0: Yes. He said some people go clear within a year.
1: And that made me sad when I heard that because, for example, Roger had just recently gone clear. And yes. He's been in the church for many, many years. Yeah. Since I think the like 80s. 50, yeah. Okay. And then Ben uh, yeah. is not clear yet.
0: And how long has he been there?
1: 28 years
0: god and
1: so i felt really bad for him all of a sudden like well why is he not clear yet and you can tell because they wear these bracelets yeah and yeah that makes me sad and he says that his wife is clear and uh, they have a roommate that's also in the sea org another woman and they're both clear
0: we'll talk later about what going clear means but like part of it is you you have to be the first one to be like i think i'm clear and then you go through these sort of tests and i wonder if (sighs) he's too honest with himself
1: maybe it's so arbitrary
0: my favorite thing. <gasps> Your favorite. Oh, see, I've already said like three things are my favorite thing. But sure. <laughs> here's another one. We gave a standing ovation to the very idea of banjos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's okay for you to have multiple favorite things if they can give standing ovations 27 times. Because here's the thing with standing ovations. They're supposed to be like for something yeah, rare that yeah. stands out from everything else. And right. you lose subtlety when every response is a standing ovation Mm -hmm. so i get to have a bunch
0: of favorites if
1: everything is worthy of standing ovation nothing is worthy of standing ovation so yeah you can have all the favorites you want carrie you You go ahead and keep my next
0: my next very favorite thing
1: wait banjos what was that all about
0: okay among their many programs scientology runs some business programs where they Mm -hmm. help businesses to, like, implement certain training structures and managerial structures. Yes,
1: they're WISE technology, W-I-S-E.
0: exactly. There are a bunch of companies that have implemented these, claim that they've had much success with them. Mm -hmm. One is a banjo company. This is, like, near the beginning of the presentation about WISE, and so I had no idea why I was watching a video about banjos for like a solid two minutes.
1: <laughs> but you got some nice banjo music. But
0: I love banjo music, so I was okay with it. Win, um, win. So they're just talking about like them making these banjos. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, people make banjos, cool. And then about how banjos are now all over the world. They're the new big instrument. And see how you just see banjos everywhere? And then they like... You know, they show like five or six bands that use banjos. I'm like, okay. And then found like one article where someone was like, why is this the year of the banjo? And when they put that up, everyone's like, oh, because we all know why. Uh-huh. It's because they implemented the wise, wise technology. technology at this yeah. one banjo place. Makes sense. They're like, and that is why the US is being overtaken by the banjo. And everyone's like, <laughs> yes, leaps Clap for the banjo! The banjo! <laughs> At that point, I leaped to my <laughs> feet. I was like, "Yes, banjo! That's amazing! <laughs> it was so good!" I and love. then that's
1: my favorite moment.
0: And then they panned to the people in the audience who run the banjo company. They were there. Hey, and they waved. Wonderful.
1: That they're having the best moment of their banjo playing live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder with all those wise people, are they all Scientologists or not? Like, Can you imagine Mm. if these people weren't and they're just like, what the fuck? And they're just waving. I have a
1: friend who works for a a wise company. He's always telling me little uh, inside bits about that. Okay. But he is not a Scientologist.
0: Does he get pressure to become one?
1: No, he said. Okay, good. No, he said they're pretty cool.
0: We also got to watch videos about The Way to Happiness. Oh, yes. Which is a book that Elron Hubbard wrote. Very small book.
1: It's a non-religious moral code.
0: And it's kind of their version of the Ten Commandments, like it has some very yeah, basic.
1: but it's at least 110% better than the Ten Commandments because there's 21 of them. Sure.
0: So, of course, they were claiming, we'll get this again later, but claiming that it reduces crime, brings kids out of drugs and immorality. They kept saying that. Bring Kids out of immorality. Who knows what? That yeah, how do we means? measure that? Okay,
1: you pass this book around to everybody in a community, and the community becomes a better place.
0: Yes, it does. And they said that, that there was this one guy, his name is Leon Kelly, who apparently is a gang interventionist who uses the way to happiness and like his gang intervention. Huh. They had him stand up in the audience and wave. He seemed very happy to be there.
1: Cool. Yeah. Would you say that was your favorite moment?
0: No, banjos.
1: You can have more than one I know, but this was just okay. Uh, sure, okay.
0: Oh, uh, we talked about Able, which is another one of their programs that, uh, they, they have so many programs. Oh, yeah. And so many like, Separate,
1: Acronyms and
0: yes, and so many separately
1: shell organizations
0: incorporated organizations, mm. so hard to follow. But ABLE is one that focuses on again bringing kids out of immorality, but also on giving them scholastic abilities, things. Oh, like that. okay, yeah, improving literacy. Oh, because
1: they're able,
0: but I think ABLE stands for something too.
1: Of course, it does.
0: There was some organ Italy that's being started that was like a really big deal.
1: Hey, new hey. Oregon, yeah, hey,
0: Scientology, get the
1: free personality <laughs> attack.
0: Yes, the- <laughs> <laughs> there were some people who got to get up and stand on the stage because they were getting these awards for like having brought a lot of people into Scientology that year. Oh. And they got like this tiny sad little pin. Oh. And they showed it on the screen. They were like, they get the blah 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 emblem. And it was just like this little pin. And they like <laughs> put it on all <laughs> but the But they're
1: using like loud speaker. Yeah, stentorian like it was just voice.
0: amazing. You yeah. get the pin. <laughs> and then they pan over them, and there were I think there were 70 of them. It was like a sizable number, and maybe I projected this, but I just felt like the jealousy of everyone in the room. Clap,
1: clap, clap, clap,
2: clap. Oh, wow. You
0: guys did it, but (laughs) I might have been projecting it. Maybe I felt jealous. Maybe I wanted the pin. Maybe I do. I don't know. How
1: how many people did they have to invite into Scientology to win that pin?
0: I don't know. I don't think they actually said. I think it was like, you know. But
1: everybody else knew, and it should have been them up there. It should
0: have been them. Maybe next year, but- Truly maybe my favorite part.
2: Okay. <laughs> mm,
0: I'm trying to decide, is this better than banjos? I don't know. Is he saluted L. Ron Hubbard and said hip hip? And then we all went, hooray! Hip hip. Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! <laughs> hooray! Which is the thing that you know he instituted after yes. L Ron Hubbard's death. So it was exciting to do that with him. And then we sang We Stand Tall. <gasps> We oh, all sang it together. We said, oh, and cool. I clapped as we sang it. And it was very. Um, if you don't
1: know what that is, powerful. stop what you're doing, pull up YouTube and, yeah. and see We Stand Tall. It's a the the Scientology
0: video. theme song mocked throughout the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is it is widely and generously mocked,
0: but it is wonderful. And it's an
1: amazing music video from ballad. the 80s or early 90s. I maybe think probably early 90s. Bad sweaters going on, I think, in the video.
0: But man, I loved it. I was so excited. That's seeing amazing. Oh, I'm so oh, jealous. It was so great.
1: I've done the hip hip array for him before. Oh, okay. Um, With yeah. David
0: Miscavige. No? no, interesting. Sorry. So then, when that was all over, I turned to Drew, who's now just pleased as punch, uh-huh. and he's like, "Oh, that's great. I'm so glad." Oh, we so yeah' <laughs> like
1: oh, I'm glad, I'm glad he had a good time. He
0: gets nervous again, hold on. So we start like going out, we start walking toward the doors uh-huh. you know, to leave. And we're just blocked by like a wall of Scientology bodies. And I'm like, can I go out of those doors? (laughs) They were like, no, you have to go that way, which is like this long circuitous route around the back of the building. And I'm like, oh, really? Because like hundreds of people are pouring in there and it looks like a real you know backup. And I'm looking at the door and I was like, really, we kind of have to go. And they were like, something very exciting is going to happen. I would go that way if I were you. Oh. Fine. So we follow everybody. I start getting all these texts from Roger, who's like, are you here? Where can I meet you? Uh, Did you have a good time? He was like, what did you think of it? And I said, there's only one word for that, and that is comprehensive. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, true. That's true. (laughs) We went behind the building. There was like this sort of mall they had set up with like lots of booths and a place where you could buy your clear bracelet Mm -hmm. or your OT bracelet, etc. Those bracelets are expensive. The cheapest one was like 300 bucks.
1: (gasps) Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. But you do have to give them like your clear confirmation number. So we like stood there for a little bit. And it was so packed and nothing exciting was happening. And we started to realize nothing's happening out here. They just like wanted us to go through this part too, you know. (laughs) We finally find the way out, which is like you have to walk through this funny back door. Like there's no just exit. You have to walk like around and through back some curtains and stuff. It was crazy. And then when we finally get out the back, we realized like, is this really where everyone exits? Because there's only Sea Org members and all of them 35 people are smoking and they're smoking like they have never smoked. They're just like,
1: anyway, yes. It that was. seems incompatible with a purification run. I was
0: very surprised. There is a y- secret Scientology smoking phenomenon. You are
1: undoing your Purif Sea uh-huh. Org members.
0: Oh my God. There were so many of them and they were ah. all smoking, you know, just like real fast, real intense, not talking, just not the way you imagine a smoking break where people are like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah casual. I've like, got to get this in before I do, 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 do. Super intense. Oh, weird. And we walked through them and finally found our way out. Got a lift to drive us home because we had taken Metro there. And as we got in the lift, the guy said, What is this? And we said, Oh, it was um. Mm, it was a Scientology event. And he was like, Oh, and looked at us in the mirror and we're like, We're not Scientologists. And he was like, Okay. And then <laughs> you, he
1: took off. <laughs> you feel like the need to uh state that clearly? There was that moment of hesitation yeah
0: i mean i don't think he would have been like get out of the car but you know he looked at us like "Mm, oh boy oh boy so uh that's my story
1: that's amazing it was a real good time deserves a standing ovation
0: would you please yeah, Benjo's
1: <laughs> So there's still so much to tell. There will be more. Yeah. But you
0: know what that means? More for everybody.
1: We've got Dianetics coming. We've and got Celebrity Center coming.
0: I'm also really excited for next month for Max Fun Drive.
1: And that's how you can support us.
0: But you can also always support us by going to maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Donate. Not a backslash.
1: Don't do that. So that is it for our show. Today. Today. There's more to come. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: Our show is produced and co-edited by Ian Kramer.
1: You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. Like us. Check out pictures. We post lots of things to go with our investigations.
0: Yes, we do. Check them out. Sometimes vids.
1: Be sure to stop by your local iTunes or whatever other podcasts service you use and leave us a positive review so other people can find us and know how much you like Oh No Ross and Carrie. And remember...
2: You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my new baby, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. This is gonna be a really fun look at things that I find curious, whether it's a menstrual cup, it might be the Romanoff family, it might be fracking, it could be Carly Fiorina. I don't even know, who knows? It's gonna be whatever I think is interesting. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. We're going to be bringing in content experts. I'm going to be learning the things. It's only going to take about 30 minutes for you to expand your baby brains with me and have a super fun time. So I can't wait to see you on our first episode of Getting Curious. MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.